teacher swayed down Honduri for the Sledge Club. They sang El Paso to get reverberation from the shop walls and street ceilings. The late-night public took wide berth of the foreigners. Travel, thought Randall, and maybe he was feeling good. Travel. You go with it. flask and then above was the sledge club up a fire escape tramping began on the steel steps Randall had his arm around Sadie but let her go at the entrance to remove his long scarf she smiled he smiled but inside he stepped away from her and he scanned the bar for Reiko the club was lit like the hour to bring dawn, moldy and cramped. Each language school had its hangout. Edward English House liked the Sledge Club because you could arrive loud and drunk and even pass out on the tables. The school once went to the Happy Onion till each member one by one had been banned. Randall ducked a flying glove thrown by Stephen Hart. Hart struggled to sit on a small bar stool. He put his one glove on the bar and got out his package of cigarettes. Randall pocketed the other glove. The sledge club was furnished with pickings from Big Garbage Day. Once a month, large items were set out on Hiroshima curbs and ESL teachers rummaged through to find anything usable or any curios or anything at all. Sofas and bicycles were treasures. After a wipe or two, the items became household grade. Stigma dies when the community dips in. Robbie Flowers got a karaoke machine with condenser mics. Sylvester Early got a scuba tank and weight belt, and he wore this at his scripture readings. Picking was camaraderie, wounds healed. However, rival schools had begun to infiltrate Edward English House territory. A cracked speaker woofer pulsed over the bar. Teachers rubbed their eyes and coughed into fists, or they coughed openly. The damp Hiroshima winter, it had them all sick. Three Japanese girls sat on a Chesterfield propped up with magazines. They wore nylons and smoked cigarettes. A Japanese DJ played records, his long hair falling over a record sleeve. Teachers would mix with locals, but later, 
They always sat together at the bar first to get a break in, to speak their language unfiltered. Every day is a cobbling of conversation with students, said Evelyn Newman, the other female teacher. I need to come out and get drunk so I can get a break and to see these pretty bottles here from around the world. Drinks from around the world. Finks from around the world, said Hart, which is what all of you are. Minks from around the world, said Ernest, winking to indicate the girls on the sofa. His cheeks still wore the red elf dots. A drunk Japanese guy staggered up to Randall, who sat at the bar with the others. Randall slid Hart's glove down to him. I come to here to practice my English, said the Japanese guy. So many foreign country peoples. Is that right, said Randall, wondering why the guy had chosen him to come up to. I'm done, cried Hart from below his stool. No one had seen him fall. He might have lowered himself down. His hand was jammed between Evelyn's boot and a rung of the stool. I saw this in childhood as a place I would be murdered. Move your bloody foot. Sylvester early arrived. He was at the door, unwrapping his, the longest scarf. His eyebrows and chin rose, seeing the others. Randall got up from his stool to get away from the Japanese guy who was planted firmly beside him. Randall assisted Hart from the floor. Get your hands off me, I said, the lone Canadian, the colonial. Can no one learn the one fact that I do not care to be touched, ever? On his feet, Hart reached heavily for the bar matches that fell, and he again fell with them. I can't bloody well stand up tonight. I'm drunk. Is it so? Is it so? I'm 300 pounds. You feel it, said Randall, helping him up again. Now stay up. It's like so cool, said the English learner, the Japanese. He was beside Randall again. American films, so, so cool. Do you mind, said Randall. And the guy got the message. He picked it up in the tone. Randall turned to the oil painting on the half-dark wall, no frame, its corner staples visible. The depiction was a dying man with head and hair flung forward, a loincloth. It was Jesus, hanging, suspended, no cross, but hanging in a dark space. And the Japanese guy was back. He was drunk too. My name's Masa. Listen, said Randall. You're going to have to leave. Hart looked over. So there is someone in there. Randall, is it? What are you drinking? Do you have money? Said Randall. I do not. Hart called for the bartender to bring them drinks. Sit here with me. Randall, can you pay? I haven't received my paycheck. That Tommy Gawa guy. 
I discussed it with him back at that staff party. He told me it was an oversight. He actually used that word. This Audi's teaching looks like drunks in a fringe world. It's the West here for more profit, and they're calling it education. Expansion has always been for money and sex, and the dear host never knows the parasite they get. Randall paid for Hart, but then left him with the drinks. He got up, tugged his coat zipper, and went to the entrance. He waved at the handrail to the others back at the bar. They did not see him. Mark was alongside him. Captain, where are you going? We didn't get to talk, Randall Rousson. So talk. The Epicureans, we got to, I think. Do you remember the appetites? I remember the appetites. Gratification pains first others, then the self, right? Well, the tribe must like us, Randall Rousson. They must not turn us out. They spot parasites straight away. Epicures, king of the lower realms. A few moments in his world does end drudgery. Those who came to endure the drudgery are the Stoics. Japan is that. The occupation after the war, the late 40s, the 50s, all that cinema. Enduring drudgery is fundamental here, but you know this, Randall. You look like hell on earth. Shall I call you a taxi, mate? There's a flu about. They tell me you sat with a hibakusha, a survivor, and he gave you his story. Out on Motoyasu Bridge. I wouldn't mind your pointing him out to me. Are you collecting them? said Randall. What do you mean? Oh, the guy who lives near me. The guy with the sign in his yard? I think he's false. Oh, by the way, the barkeep says Reiko was in here looking for you earlier. Sadie hollered from the bar. Randall, come sing your Hawaiian song. The guitar is here. Sadie had a sweater button undone. And Randall could see her chest flesh. Her green eyes shone. And they stayed on Randall. He saw a version of the rest of his days. Randall pressed the fire escape door bar and fell on his knees in a filthy snow. Neon lights swirled. He went to get up and tumbled down the steps of the fire escape, caught himself halfway, slid, slid, dropped again, and went fully down the last three steps. He lay on the pavement, throwing up. He got himself up on an elbow and then to his feet where he tripped over a garbage can and rose quickly to his feet, angry with himself, with his balance. Stay up, he said to himself. 
A Japanese couple saw him kick trash from his feet only to fall one more time. And this time he cut the back of his head on a drain. The couple got him up. The girl passed a packet of tissue. The man took the tissue and removed its plastic. You have to go to hospital, I will, said Randall, with the package to his head. I will. He walked away. He held the tissue, the wad, to his head as he walked under the roof of Hondori's street where cars this late with tinted windows sped past. At the end of the long street, he emerged into the city and stepped towards Motoyasu Bridge. He stopped. He looked up at Samsung, Sony, and Sansui, the advertisements, and he turned to the water and saw their reflections, their blues, reds, pinks, and greens, all slithering past the feet of the love hotels that came out to the river. Randall kept the tissue to staunch the flow. He got a hand on the bridge rail and began to move over the bridge. The A-Dome rubble was above. The German architectural firm that had survived the atomic bomb. Randall removed the tissue wad, looked at the blood, touched the cut. He threw the tissue into the river. It was Hart's flask that did this, that cheap, unlicensed Russian vodka that he carried around. Randall had drunk as much as he could during the singing of El Paso. Hart had taken Randall's arm as he gulped. Not that. That's 100 proof. That's soup for the blind. Easy. You are among the lost here, Canadian Randall. They told me that, but they didn't have to tell me that. Randall was at the midway point of the bridge. He looked up. 300 feet up there. That's where the bomb exploded. I'm at ground zero. Randall, you're at ground zero. Ground zero, Hiroshima. He looked off in the distance towards the dark park, and he could see the bench, the bench of Peace Park, where he had sat with the old man, Amikawa, bomb survivor. But you are not out tonight, Amikawa, to haunt us, to tell your story. Do ghosts need sleep? Like Mark's Hibakusha, you too, Amikawa, might be false. Randall came off the bridge and saw better now the A-Dome rubble. They had left this after the bomb. It was postcard Hiroshima. Old man Amikawa was a better depiction, a better postcard. Maybe it was all postcard here. No, there's something here. And us, the West us, the lust-filled teacher us, can't ever know it. What that something is. Plastic. A sheet of plastic. Trapped, rose at the dome's mangled iron. It flapped. 
It was near flood lighting. Was the plastic garbage? Or was it there, in place, as an installment, and meant to horrify? German architectural firm, its bones intact after an atomic bomb breaks on its head. Now that's advertising. Out on Tokaichi, someone bicycled, sliced the night in half. Randall pressed on. In his flat, his muddy winter boots kicked off on the tatami, his clothing in a sad trail behind him right up to the futon. He got down and into the icy sheets. He rolled himself up, the futon, the floor. I've lost weight. I have a flu. The spins of alcohol began, and he promptly got to his feet. No, not this time. On his feet, he shivered, but he moved. He returned to the shoe removal area, leaning heavily on the slick wallpaper. He could feel its grime on his shoulder and then on his cheek. He undid and then did the door, bolted, released the bolt, released the clasp, and he did it again. He listened for the click this time. Two weeks, no school. One week Christmas vacation, one week suspension. You did well not to think of it tonight, the suspension. But Tamigawa was firm, sleeping with a high school girl. Her trip downtown to cry big tears in Tamigawa's cubicle. Randall, Randall was a senior teacher. No more Kabe High School assignments for Randall Lawrence. Not to be trusted. Six years, said Tamigawa. In reference to how long Randall had been employed at Edward English House. Yes, said Randall, six years. You are 29, said Tamigawa. Eye contact. First eye contact in six years, and he had plenty. Twenty-nine, said Randall. Why should a man of twenty-nine from Canada have some sex with a high school girl of Japan? Hmm? This is my question. You think about my question, please. Leave details of your vacation hotel with school receptionist. I wasn't going on vacation because we might need to contact you. You have extra week. They knew. They all knew the whole damn school. Even new teacher Hart and he, like the others, had not the heart, the courage to mention it. There is walking away, simply walking away, disappearing like an electric light with dawn. There are no criminal charges. Not yet. She was 16. She had wanted to meet him, not the other way around. Randall saw the light of his answering machine flash silently, like hospital equipment, a heart monitor. 
The sweetest girl in Hiroshima waited beyond those silent red flashes. Is it too late to call her? Her family would not mind. They liked Randall. You get away with much here. You did get away with much here. Too much. Too <laughs> much.